What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Two Beers Deep podcast. It is Monday, July 13th, and we are not only halfway through summer, but halfway through the goddamn year, Greg. Thank God. 2020, <laughs> 2020 just needs to, like, go away. <laughs> I feel like it, I feel like everyone in the world is at that point now. Well, I mean, positives in 2020, you bought a I house, did. and uh, that pretty much ends the list of positives. <laughs> so everything else has been <laughs> everything else has been pretty negative. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I I think I could give up one positive thing for me for everyone else to at least have something. But yeah, that's just my outlook on it. Yeah. And we'll uh, we'll all reap the benefits of that house whenever the world lets us. Yes, indeed. Which will be fun. Indeed. I'm excited to grill out at that. Summer. Indeed, it will be. I cannot wait for that. Yeah, I got. I still have a lot. Of- yeah, it's gonna be fun. All right, let's get it rolling. Three, two, one, the action. This week was actually a pretty big week in sports, which is good for you and I, my friend. Um, some news broke today. Some news broke this week. I think the last thing we were able to talk about was the big Patrick Mahomes. So let's stay straight in the NFL with arguably, I would say, the biggest piece of news I can remember ever from a franchise. And that is that the Washington Redskins are no more. Oof. It's crazy to think, too, that this has been something that has been in the works for years now. And amazingly enough, it took Dan Snyder the realization that he was going to lose 40% of the ownership and money that was coming in. Right. And do it. Dude, it's crazy to think about the process. Cause there was one time he said in an article, he said, you can put this in all caps. I am never changing that name. And it, I mean, so for everyone that doesn't know, the Washington Redskins have been basically, um, the topic of conversation around this specific topic for so long, because Redskins is to some, which I would argue are primarily uh, non-Native American people. They believe that it is a badge of honor and it is representing a culture, whereas uh, to a large majority, I would assume that the term Redskin speaks to the color of their skin and therefore is racist. Um, I did find out today that the original logo was made by uh, a native american man and like they did do their due process but at the same time it, it seems like a long time coming for this name change yeah because there were there was talk about this back in 2013 when i believe it was first brought up amongst like the the national assembly of native american individuals who kind of said yep. that who even tried to write a letter to dan snyder and say hey the background of this term is actually racist to our culture maybe you should consider changing it um, and it, it is unfortunate that it took so long to eventually do that. But then again, I think the, the concept, the thing that I find striking about it is that I feel like if this was any other owner in sports, this wouldn't have been an issue. I feel like, really, yeah, I feel like most, most teams, I feel like have some sort of basic general understanding of their background. And the thing that strikes me is that Dan Snyder it's not like this is a family tradition or anything like that. Like he bought this team in, I believe 2004. 
So it was kind of, yeah. So like, this isn't something that like his, you know, his grandfather or something like helped in, in creating the brand or anything like that. It's not like the Giants or the Steelers that have had this in their family ever since it first started. So it's, there's not really an emotional attachment for this from Dan Snyder. So if he wanted to change anything with regards to it, I'm sure that there wouldn't be anything that could have been the adhering to it. I mean, I'm sure their fans or stuff could have looked at it and say like this new owner is trying to take away our tradition stuff. And I understand that, but after years of seeing how oh. just, you know, just how like racist this term is considered to this indigenous people and society right there, then, you know, it's probably about time for that to happen. I, yeah, and I'm sure there's a lot of money tied into it because you look at like, and, and I want to get into merch after you make your point because I didn't mean to cut you off, but like, I don't think the reasons he did it, like you brought up, were from his like historical perspective. I think he just there was a lot of money that's going into changing it. But uh, finish your thought, and then I want to jump. Uh, well, on that yeah, topic. and I I was just gonna say I personally am very intrigued to see what kind mm-hmm. of new brand design that we get from the Washington Football franchise. To be honest with you, I'm intrigued to see what Dan Snyder actually decides to come up with and how he kind of spins it into a positive. Oh, for sure, man. It's going to be like, and I do think it's nice that he said he's working with head coach Ron Rivera and he's making sure that everything is correct. Uh, But what I said about the money thing is because a lot of people, um, because my first reaction was, yes, change it because then you can just cash in on the merch sales um, in all seriousness. Like there's a huge amount of people that are, Washington football franchise, our words, Redskins, whatever you want to call them until the day they're changed. Um, there's a huge amount of people that are fans of that franchise and organization. A lot of people from Virginia, I would say uh, just in that area, West Virginia, probably a little bit. And it comes down to they're all going to have to buy new merch. So then I put in my blog today because I wrote a little bit about some of the names. Like, I wonder if they're going to ban that at all, like ban the Redskins merch in their own thing, which I don't believe that they would ever do that. But just a thought when it comes down to it, but you have to understand that it's like when a player changes their name in the NBA, they have to buy all of the merch to a certain portion because there's merchandise in stores. I have to assume that there is some kind of merchandise buyback that the Redskins will have to face. Now, whether they get some kind of, um, you know, help with it or the NFL or whatever it is, uh, you have to assume that there is money to be lost for uh, Snyder. But at the same time, like, if you own an NFL team, you can, you have enough money to make that decision. Like, especially if your sponsors are prepared to pull out for the name, you have to assume they'll, they'll help you. Uh, oh, absolutely. I, I'm a big believer that they probably will lose some money just because of all the excess, you know, merchandise and stuff that they're no longer going to have. Or obviously, obviously mm-hmm. that's probably stuff that they were producing, getting ready to go for this year when this broke down and stuff. So I'd be very intrigued to see what becomes of that. But I also am in agreement with you that when there's a brand change or new design that comes up, more times than not, fan bases try to get as much of the merchandise as they can. So there's a very good chance that we're probably going to see still a big upcharge in people trying to buy Washington football merchandise just because of that. Oh, hell yeah, man. And and, and I I think it's interesting, too, from a perspective – of um you know the people like i think it was fedex owns the naming right for the stadium and the power they were able to have to kind of twist arm to make this and then the 40 percent share wanted out and and a lot of certain things were twirling and whirling which um the best thing that dan snyder can do is come out and say hey you know what 
we're going to do it, blah, blah, blah. But he's also a giant dick. <laughs> and not for reasons that you and I have talked about before. He's a dick for two reasons. One, breaking the news that you're going to make a major announcement, and that announcement is just the fact that you're going to reconsider the announcement that you already made, basically. Like, okay, douchebag move. Like, we all thought there was going to be a brand new team yeah, today, Yeah, I right? was expecting that, too. And I know that a lot of real estate owners in the D.C. area trademarked a bunch of names so that if the team wanted to use them, they'd have to sell those things, but they'll figure it out. And two, he's kind of a huge dick for the press release itself, right? Because in the top left corner is their giant logo, and in the top it says Washington Redskins official statement. Like, one last time he wanted to sneak that in there, right? One last time he had to make sure. That's pretty great, too. I And I think also in the press release, too, he, he makes sure that he says the word sponsors numerous times in the first paragraph or something like that. So he's, he's pushing yep. that agenda out there that I'm trying to make the people that pay me money happy in the long run, which is, yep. which, hey, if, if your sponsors are the ones I, that, that's that's honestly the way to get people. The way to get people to do what you want is to hit them in the check. Oh, for sure. Um and also, like I, like I said, I think that that letter was very good for one reason, and it was that it shows that he's like, look, hey, yeah, we're going to change it. And, and even though um, it's one of those things where, like, I would rather him say he's changing it for the sponsors and not pretend that he's changing it because he cares because he's proven in the past so many times he right. doesn't care. So for him, to, if he came out and says, I'm now aware, like, yes, maybe. But then I think he did the perfect situation because cancel culture today would have shut – his ass down they would be like no you don't care well like, oh, you don't care you got pressure so the fact that he just said look i'm losing a ton of money i'm losing my sponsors we're gonna change the name i almost appreciate that more because this dude literally said put it in all caps i will never change this team mm-hmm. name he does not want to change this no because think about it the amount of money that he has to put into getting an entire new brand set up before the season starts by the way which and and, yep. and they, i believe they touched on this on the on espn today that more times than not, when teams go through a brand rehaul, not even just a name change or anything like that, most teams usually take 12 to 18 months to even go through the process of creating a brand new design for this and stuff. So they have a very, very short time frame to be able to do this. Like they definitely want to get them up and running before training camp. And training camp usually is end of July, beginning of August. So this is going to be a really tight window for this organization to be able to come up with. Agreed, man. And, and, and that's what um, I have a lawyer buddy who lives in the D.C. area and he um, his firm, at least, has been tied with a couple NFL cases and, and a lot of trademark and legal matter as well. So we were kind of bouncing questions off him. And the big one that came up is how quickly. And he said, honestly, a month because trademark law takes a while and they have to make sure that they're trademarking every single thing like they're hail to the Redskins and whatever it is. Yeah. Um, I, I, do you foresee them keeping two things, the colors and the chants? So hail to the whatever the name is, and they're marooning. Well, gold. okay. So I expect them to keep the name. I, I firmly believe that they are going to keep the team name with an R because I think the hashtag HTTR is very, very strong with them, and I think it's very identifiable. Yeah. With them. So they would probably come up with something to go with it. Color-wise, yes, because even if they try to get rid of everything with like the actual logo of the Redskin on it though. There's still a lot of jerseys with the maroon and gold on there that I think kind of go hand in hand and they're identifiable colors and they're unique colors with regards to the rest of the NFL as well. So I think they'll keep it as well. Um, 
Agreed. The one thing I do remember reading, and I and I thought this was interesting too. If they wanted to speed up the process on this, I saw this article, and I and I'm amazed that I'm even quoting this. I saw an article on CBS Sports where apparently Dan Snyder had a trademark name from when he tried to bring in Arena Football League team originally. Mm-hmm. Now, this will go against my argument about them keeping the HPPR uh, moniker or anything like that because the name would be completely different. But I would not be shocked if that's what they make the team name because of the fact that Snyder already has the trademark to it and it would be an easy kind of transition for him to do it. I heard that, okay, and, and I trust, as we discussed earlier today, because we're going to get to the Manchester United-Southampton game, I trust your brain more than my own brain, Greg. Mm-hmm. But I read today that he did not have the copyright technically completely done for the Warriors okay. term, which is the one I think you're yes, talking yes, about. That was the one I was talking about. So he had tried to do it for the like the XFL-AFL expansion, and apparently he like still has the process going on, mm-hmm. but he never formally was able to get it for some, I don't know if it has to do with the, the Warriors in San Francisco or, you know what I mean? Like there's a million, I do not fun fact. I know shit about trademark law hmm. or law in general. The most I know about law is from a few good men in Hamilton. Wrong with that. So, uh, <laughs> which is funny that you were, Pretty. which is funny that you were saying one last time, one last time, a couple of times ago, by the way. Oh yeah. 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 Oh, I know. Man. It's real quick. Um, I want to throw this out. Yeah. Saw Hamilton for the first time ever on Friday. Sarah and I watched it. Wow, it is great. I have seen it six times, and I listened to it on my two-hour bike ride yesterday. Which the uh, It's funny because most musicals, uh, I like musicals. Uh, I've seen a couple. Book of Mormon was amazing. I've seen Something Rotten. I've seen Lion King a few times. I've seen all these musicals. Um, most of the time, I don't care about the soundtrack. Reason being, you can never get the full show. Mm-hmm. Hamilton is 100% fucking rap yep. like it's a hundred percent singing so every song on spotify is the entire musical and you never miss anything and i think that's i was listening lin-manuel miranda which we can we'll get back to football because fuck it yeah he said he took a year to write one shot because the development from the rap at the beginning when his friends are talking um it's very like before rakim rap where it's this line, next line, this next line rhymes with the first line, this line rhymes with the second line, and it was very basic. And he basically explains how Hamilton's brain, his knowledge, was progressing not only him but his friends so much that his friend, like the A-L-E-X-A-N-D, that's notorious, N-O-T-O-R, like that's, mm-hmm. that's uh, in all these different like rhymes that he wrote in a year that basically paid homage to great rappers and how like his friends, the more and more you go into it, the more expansive their vocabulary gets. And that's because of the time. I was, dude, blown away. Every single fucking aspect of it was dope. <laughs> I, I was absolutely just awestruck as I was watching it because I, I didn't realize it was three hours because I didn't look at how long it was, but it just flew by for me. It, it was yep. so great, so well done. I did not like want to get up from the couch to. Hell fucking no. No. Um, back to football, though. I do want to stay on the Redskins for one more minute because do you find it kind of interesting and maybe I'm wrong. Do you find it interesting? Not many players are speaking out about this matter. A little. What really surprised me was Dwayne Haskins earlier today saying that he's from the Virginia area. So it's all, he's always going to be HTTR. Oh really? Yeah. And, and I, and I get it from, 
being from there and always having that identifiable moniker to go with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the same time, like, for the fact that you're having your name changed because it's considered a racist remark, you would think the starting quarterback who you're essentially trying to build your franchise around would maybe try to put a little more enthusiasm on the idea of a brand start. Can I can I say spin zone? Good. Maybe he knows the new name and it is HCTR. Ah, and it's cool. all big marketing ploy. Yeah, I, I remember him talking about how he would he would specifically love to have the team named Red Tails. Which, if that was the one, that would be an absolute 180 compared to what the Redskins were. And I think you would probably get a large portion of African Americans that would be very excited to have that as a football team name. Oh, for sure. I think that that would be um, like the perfect situation for it, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Are there any others but, that, you, uh, that you're a fan of as an idea to rename them with? You know, Greg, it's it's just wonderful that you asked that because my blog this morning went through some of my favorite names. Um, So obviously the big one is the Red Tails and the Red Mm -hmm. Fox. And those are both um, an honorable about minority groups. And the Redskins were the or the excuse me, the Red Tails were the Tuskegee Airmen, the first black military aviators, which would be sick um, and would be cool when they play the Jets and the Red Wolves are um, an endangered animal indigenous to the area connected to Native American culture. So it would be how do we keep it with Native American culture but uh, produce it a little differently. Um, some of the other ones that I really enjoyed were was the Warriors. They did a logo with it and made it a little bit different. Some of the ones that I personally believe are hysterical and I had to share. Uh, one guy said, keep the name, change the logo. It's the Washington Redskins, but it is a redskin potato on a plate with parsley where the, mo- <laughs> the ponytail from the Native American man was. Uh, the Washington Karens, it is a logo of somebody with the Karen haircut and looks exactly the same. Um, oh the, the Onion posted this one. It said, the Washington Redskins have changed their name to the D.C. Redskins. And I, I <laughs> lost it on that one. And then there's a girl I follow who's pretty tied to Barstool. I'm not affiliated, but just very good at Twitter. And she said, announce the Washington foreskins already, you cowards. And (laughs) that one, oh, that one got me, man. I sent her a clap emoji and she liked it. And that was a big part of my day. Um, I thought that was freaking hysterical. Oh, my God. That's great. I I, I mean, obviously, they're not going to do anything like that to the team, even though the franchise has been a joke over the last few years. Big joke. Big joke, my friend. Yeah. I think the Red Tails are probably the favorite right now. I bet you, if anything, I think Dan Snyder really wants Warriors, though, as his team name. Yeah. So I bet you if it's something he's already got, like, going in the direction of trademark, I would, too. It's easy. It's yeah, simple. It's right there. Cost-effective, all that. Yeah, so I feel like that's what it's going to end up being. Uh, Red Hawks would be an interesting one, too, although that would be, like, a complete riff from Blitz the League, so I don't know how well that would go over. Yeah, that's a really good point. And you just never know. I mean, there's a, they honestly – there's going to be a million names that they could they could walk through. You could walk through literally everything, but I think keeping that R might be smart. Um, yeah, because I'm telling you, I think I think HTTR is one that they really want to keep like the groundswell. Even though if they change the name to a W, I think it'll roll off the tongue a lot easier. And then I don't know why I feel like teams with essentially like the with like the same two letters beginning as their mascot name and the City. I think it just works better. Did you know yeah. that that the team names are 
legally just their nicknames? I, someone said the Washington uh, Redskins I, will change their nickname. And I was like, so they're not changing their team name. And everyone was like, nah, like the Redskins are their nickname. And I was like, what the fuck? I thought that was the team name. Like, it, the, obviously, very small verbiage, you know, miscommunication there. But I was like, no way. Yeah, I, I, I always assumed that the I always assumed that was the team name. I never knew that was the yeah. nickname. I, I thought I would have figured like like for me, I always considered like the New York Knickerbockers are the team name, but the Knicks are the nickname. See, like if people would say skins or lures or Yes, that yeah. is a nickname. Hawks, I don't know. Cubbies. Pats. Yeah, boys. So it's just kind of boys. Pack. Yeah, pack, go pack go. Um boys yeah you're right yeah see you knew who i was talking about it was different but you knew who i was talking about yeah 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 i would consider that the nickname not the actual right yeah because i said that and all these all these other fucking douchebags are like oh how do you not know it's it's always you didn't fucking know that was a nickname stupid ass people (laughs) um but no i thought that was good news and i think it'll be progressive and good and i honestly thought no matter what side of this you're on i think we can all agree that my favorite question to ask is why are people scared of this name changing? And I saw on Twitter, because Mina Kimes had asked it, and someone said, like, well, where does it stop? And she's like, where does naming things after racist remarks stop? Like, what the, what the fuck do you mean? And, like, the reason that I found it so funny is even if you don't think it's racist or whatever like that, um, what other name are you? I mean, honestly, I think the Braves and the Indians took a look at it and decided they weren't going to switch it up, and they probably spoke to – minority groups and made sure it wasn't like a disrespectful thing because the only thing i would change about the indians is wahoo because i think that might be a little racist right. oh yeah so like that was a big thing like with the Atlanta braves and stuff because they so they used to have a mascot called chief nakahoma and one of the and i think a couple years ago um for like a spring training hat they actually had like the logo of their hat was a literally just an, an indian that represented chief nakahoma and that was something that they that there was a big backlash for, so they immediately changed it. I know the Braves said that they're going to keep the name, but they're going to get rid of the tomahawk, which is like typical for like some of their logos. And they're also going to like I believe try to stop the, the, the tomahawk chant during the game. It's interesting because like you think about the way and obviously we're two white guys in pittsburgh like we don't we're not fucking experts on it but it's funny to me that teams that seem to actually have a legitimate um history to their name like the blackhawks like the florida seminoles the ones that seem to be about a specific area group or a specific tribe or type is a little different than just calling it the indians which is you know still to this day an incorrect term because Christopher Columbus was in fucking India or whatever. The Braves, which right. is, you know, you know, Braves is a, a term used. But, like, it's kind of funny that I don't see Florida State getting shit, and I don't see the Blackhawks getting shit, even though the Blackhawks look maybe because it seems like they're named after a specific group, not just a generic term for the entire ethnicity. I, I just thought that was interesting to think about because I didn't hear anything right. from colleges in Florida State, and I know there's other uh, colleges that have that logo and stuff like that. Yeah, no, I – as far as I know, like I know the Blackhawks also released statements that they were not changing. I do believe the Blackhawks in general were named after a specific uh, group of individuals, which I believe have some sort of I don't want to say the Chicago area, but like they have kind of like a, like a warrior mentality. For a You're really quiet so right now, Greg. Just give you a heads up, buddy. So there might be like there some sort of respect for all I know, but yeah, with Redskin. 
you know, it's a little different because when you put the names, when you put the word skin in there, and then with like a descriptor of a color, that's where the problem kind of lies in right there. Yeah, agreed. It's the the conversation or like what you're actually saying, and it. Uh, no, I get that, yeah. and it's it's now, mm-hmm. and I think what and I think what Mina Kimes is talk about that is, and I think the reason that a lot of people out there like don't like the idea of it being changed is because this is something that's been around for so long and it's the idea that anything can change now if just one set of if there's a loud enough voice to be able to say that it's wrong and that it's incorrect to do i think that's why you're seeing backlash from specific people about the idea of changing the name and oh it's scared to be changed and yeah, they're scared of change. And I, and I can understand that from that perspective, but you have to understand that you got to look at it in context. And I think when you see the fact that the actual name Redskin is offensive, when you really connect the dots on this, then you'll understand that it's for the best. Yeah, absolutely. And, and when you just take a look at it and you understand like, look, we're doing this because of X, Y, Z, that's, that's what it is. So it's, it's mm-hmm. you know, you just kind of got to not look at it through the lens of uh small branded or small brain type of shit and you'll be good to go um let's jump off this topic and let's talk about the two two tie today um i understand it's a tie and i understand here here's what i hate about extra time and it's you know two two tie i'm not going to cry about it obviously manchester united is up there and manchester united player goes down and is bleeding from the gourd and then we get punished because of that, because there's two extra minutes on the clock. That's the and it's. I want to say, Greg, you guys you scored and tied punished. it up. You I would say punished. it's punished because you guys hurt one of our players. We got punished for wasting. T- I mean, granted, hey, shit. Next time, I'll just roll him off the field. Excuse you, Kyle Walker Peters technically got hit as well and was also who got the foul, Greg? Injured. Fine. <laughs> uh, no, I thought it was a good game. Uh, I'm glad you texted me because I had. I had it on, and then I switched over to a different screen on my personal laptop and forgot to look. And then when you texted me, I was like, oh, shit, and went back. And then when I went back, we scored two goals. Well, actually, the second I, I flipped back was that offsides one. Um, mm-hmm. And that happens a lot with Manchester United games. I, like, get the notification. I'm like, oh, cool, I can run downstairs in five minutes, forget about it, go back down in ten, and then we score. Um, but I thought it was good. I'm, I'm upset we didn't get three points, but I'm not mad at it. Yeah, I mean – well, I, I figured you would be upset about it just because of the news that broke today that Man yeah, City's, fuck Man City. Uh, That's such horseshit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I figured like this was going to be more of a do or die thing for you guys. I mean, I'm personally pissed because now we're not going to get a chance to see Wolverhampton or one of these other random clubs try to sneak in the top four now. But besides the point, though, I believe it was definitely a good game. I missed the beginning of the second half because my dad came up from his uh, lunch break and decided to. Uh, switch uh, soccer. Uh, <laughs> Boy, if you ever want to talk about a 180, a cultural game of soccer to Fox News. Gotta love it. Oh, man. Yeah, you really are just mm-hmm. traveling the world there, huh, buddy? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Hey, just gotta get into yeah, that house sooner, was... brother. Oh, yeah, that's kind of... I feel like I feel like he does it on purpose because he knows how much I hate Fox News, <laughs> so he just, like, he tries to, like, kind of, like, make me real he tries to like add like a little little wrinkle into me moving out sooner so that he's trying that to strong arm you out he's trying to strong arm me yeah it's 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 kind of smart I, i'll give him that so it's it's very brilliant on his part 
Um, but yeah, it, I was very excited. Obviously, Stuart Armstrong scoring the opening goal uh, got me hyped, and then came crashing back down with uh, Martial and Rashford. But then Michael Obafemi coming through with what eight minutes of stoppage time? They played a hundred minutes. That like it's oh, insane. God. Oh, gotta love it, man. Oh, it was beautiful. Beautiful. Jan Benerik, of course, even tipped it, too, for Obafemi was able to actually get it into the net right there and draw. Yeah. Very excited. They're tied for – they're technically tied for 11th with uh, Everton at 11th. I think Everton still has goal differential on them, but getting into the top 10 would be huge. But And here's the other issue I have with that is that um, I get it because we were up 2-1 and everyone's tired and the, the conditioning is still probably a concern for a lot of players just because of the time spent off. But we used all three of our subs, so we were playing it down a man after the injury. We never got to sub anyone back on. So we were playing with 10 Premier League was, I thought Premier League was allowed to do five. Maybe, but we were – I mean, maybe they were trying to get him back on, but it, it said in the top corner as soon as he walked off, it said Manchester United down to 10 men because uh, of his injury. Oh, wow. Oh, damn. So well, if they didn't use them all, I, I, I would question why they didn't use one there, but – so, uh, because Michael Obafemi was able yes, to sir. draw, was able to draw. Do you want to do you want to speak to what this now means for you? Yeah. So, well, it goes back to our next topic, which is um, the UFC fight this past weekend. And mm-hmm. despite the fact that the guy Masvidal that I took had what six day window mm-hmm. to uh... had to come, had, <laughs> had to lose twenty pounds in six days, which he did. Um, yeah. He, so I, I don't know how. He- but he did. He's a bad motherfucker, Greg. He's the BMF belt. Yeah, he is. He's the BMF champ still. But because of that, I had to shotgun a beer on. So Greg gave me the basic double or nothing of Manchester United has to win, and I have zero. If uh, you guys could get a tie, then uh, I would have to do two. So most likely I'll do two on Thursday's show just because I am a. <laughs> you don't have player. to do that both, man. Don't yell at me. I'm a team player. All right. I'll do. I'll do one. I'll do one. I'll do one to start the show and one to finish the show. All right. I like it. There we go. Bring we'll make it happen. I'll wear my raincoat like again to plug that. That's smart. Yes. Please do that this time. <laughs> I mean, it went very well the last time you shot gun. Yeah. So yeah. Totally. Pretty much had to. Uh, so did you actually get to watch uh, UFC? I saw the highlights. Yes. Uh, Carmaro Usman did exactly as I thought he would. He with withheld uh, Masvidal because Masvidal needed to essentially knock him out in the first or second round. And yes. if that didn't happen, Usman was basically going to just control him for the entire fight and smother him. So it's exactly what happened, and Usman is the real deal. Oh, yeah. I mean, there was definitely no hiding it. I, I um, And this is not a knock at him. I question how effective – he would be without the ability to step on toes because, man, that looks so abnormally painful. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, but then again, like, I feel as if that's a cheap, that's a cheap thing for all UFC fighters to be able to take advantage of. Oh, hell yeah. No, Paint the corners, yeah. baby. I don't give a shit. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's the little things that go at you. It's like, um, I, don't, I don't remember if Jones, Bones Jones used to do this or not, but, like, if you have, like, the length, or anything like that, and you just keep kicking someone in the thigh to essentially like kind of 
get that get get your opponent's thigh like all red and stuff to the point where like they can't stand it anymore. That's like your opening, right? Yep. There. Because they get they get so much they get so tired of it and so annoyed by it and it just starts irking them and irking them and irking them that they all they have to do is just bend at one point and then boom, you're done. Hell yeah, man. That's uh I mean it's just getting weaknesses at that point at all. It's all part of the game unless it's an elbow twelve to six or something illegal. So Yeah. So what were your thoughts on uh, how Fight Island kind of went in general? Dude, were you surprised they were able to pull it off? I was super upset because I didn't watch it, so I watched highlights. I thought it was going to be outside on the beach. And it was a, in a building. They showed pictures of it. They showed Fight Island. It was on the beach. It was, it was just the cage. It was just men. And then they had it in the arena. Um, I don't Natural know. Natural environment. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, I, I thought it was awesome I, just to be able to have it. I like the Fight Island concept. I do worry about the fighters having to be up at like 9 a.m. fighting each other. I think that's a bit strange. Um, but you got to do what you got to do. And I don't think any of the fighters are complaining about it because they just get to make money right now. Right. I mean, I don't think it's necessarily too much of a big draw for them because they've, they've been doing fights in, uh, the, in the, the UAE for almost five six mm-hmm. years now so it's not it's not necessarily an uncommon thing for oh no for but it's not that normal for them to wake up that early is it I, you know what i mean yeah i mean I, I get what you're saying but i mean also from a fight camp perspective like i would assume some of these some of these athletes would have to get up like five in the morning sometimes just to be able to get a workout yep. in and go through camp process well i, I would i mean can I, you give me that a workout and getting punched in the dick are two very different things that's very true, yes. <laughs> they should get a full day to recover from it though yeah true can't complain about that babe yeah so no i i was very impressed with how well fight island kind of turned out like it could have gone it could have gone over very badly especially i felt bad because dana white really was getting some shit for like trying so hard to get this put together and stuff like for months on end but credit to him man like it turned out very well here's the here's the difference is that people are always going to uh, complain about everything that Dana White does to try to make things happen right now, but they're also the same people that are going to, and we'd be mad if there were no fights, and somebody has to keep the lights on at the UFC, and Dana White, although probably a, almost close to a billionaire by taking over as much as he did, uh, that man lives and breathes that sport, and that sport would not be where it is without him. So you get, I mean, you know, everyone's going to hate everything. That's just how the, the fucking world works. Everyone hates everything, and then uh, the second that Dana does it, everyone's like, oh, I'm going to buy it now and watch it. So, Yeah, but the people who bitched and moaned, though, I feel like were more of the people that were kind of looking at Dana as like as insane for trying to even do something like this. But just for the fact that I think because he spent months trying to be able to learn about what he could do and trying to secure a place where it could be done, I think you got to give him credit for the fact that he took all of the – precautions that were necessary that were needed to be able to pull off something like this and be able to make it do like as successful as it could have and also think about this too the fact that gilbert burns was not able to compete and the fact that you had a bona fide you know headline guy like masvidal ready to go really saved them because i bet you anything like they got more pay-per-view buys this week because of Masvidal replacing Gilbert Burns. Dude, I, Masvidal and Diaz and McGregor, and there, there's a short list of guys who aren't just good fighters. And they are electric, must-watch TV. They are... Uh, they, may they, not, get, they may not deserve a title fight, but you can at least rely on them to get you press. Well, get you press and be ready for it. Because I would argue that uh, aside... I mean, I, I would even say Khabib. 
uh, McGregor. All three of those guys, every fight they're in is a battle. And even if they get their ass handed to them, they're going to show up. They're going to train. They're going like, to cut 20 pounds. They're going to do insane shit to be out there. Whereas other people, you know, might be a little more comfortable. Might, might just stick in their weight class. Might do this and that. Those guys are the, the ticket sellers. And the ticket sellers get paid. That's very true. And that has always kind of been the big knock with UFC is kind of like, you know, Dana, I think, has actually touched on this too, where times come up where guys who usually do deserve title fights don't necessarily get them because they're not draws. But then yep. again, the big thing about being a UFC fighter is you got to have the personality to be able to draw the attention. Otherwise, you're just a fighter. And I mean, you got to give credit where credit is due. Like, while well, McGregor and Mospital and Diaz, both Diaz brothers actually, are could be annoying or stuff and might not deserve title fights for all you know with that, they are able to bring in a crowd. And that is what brings money to the UFC. And that goes to the entire UFC roster right there because that's money going into your pocket for your, for essentially being able to get the house up. Yeah, 100%. It, uh, it, it's, it's one of the more interesting sports, especially at the level, because you don't just have to, and I think, uh, I forget that his one name, Israel. Um, Israel uh, Abenakanya. Yeah, the yes, thank UFC, you. UFC middleweight champion. Amazing. And in the, they dropped the trailer for the new UFC video game. And he says in the video game, he's like, it's called martial arts. We are the artists. And that's why him as the style bender, it, it's, it's an art. It's a craft. And at the same time as learning your craft is the best thing you can do, which is why I always loved uh, George St. Pierre. Uh-huh. Uh, going out there and showboating and kicking the fuck out of people is also exciting, which is why Anderson Silva is one of the greatest ever. Yeah, and but what was great about Saint Pierre? Saint Pierre never, never necessarily like showboated as much as he did. It nope, was just, he was so good. Two ends of the spectrum, man. Silva got knocked out for showboating, and George Saint Pierre might not be the greatest because he didn't. It's, right. it's just depends what you want to do. Yeah, and that's kind of the weird thing too. And I think that's where the majority of fighters kind of lean on that spectrum is they'd rather be someone that kind of is just unbeatable and gets popular because of how good you are instead of being someone who sells tickets just to be. Yeah. Yeah. There's not many other sports like that. I mean, I would say there's big personalities in certain sports, but there's no real genuine sport like it because it is, I mean, it's human cockfighting and you call it what it is, but it's also guys that are going in there to train to kill each other and they're the best at it. And that's why we love them. Absolutely. I'm gonna. I'm telling you, man. I got. I'm getting. Trying to get back into more UFC. So I'm gonna love every minute of it. Good. 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 I will. Uh, I'll try. We'll see what happens. Hmm. Um, moving on from that topic, though. Which another thing? I don't want to talk too much on it. Max Holloway. He got robbed. He did. Oh my <laughs> god! Did he? Such bullshit. Two straight fights to Volkanovski, and he got robbed on both of them. What's, and it sucks because, like, he really does deserve a third fight, but there's no way they're going to book it. Yeah, I agreed, man. It's it's just – and the uh, judges were getting, like, death threats, and he came out against that. But at the same time, man, like, I don't – I could have got that fight right watching the highlights. Right. Sometimes it just is what it is, brother. Um, I want to branch over to the bubble. Have you been watching the content the NBA players have been giving us from Orlando? I, I saw the uh, – what was it? Was it Joel Embiid who dropped his uh, his dinner spread and said something about how he's going to lose 50 pounds from it? Uh, yeah, I think that was it. Uh, I've been watching a lot of uh, Tobias Harris and Boban. 
videos, which are cracking me up because uh, Boban is walking around with Luca and Tobias Harris is really jealous. And he said that everyone's just trying to make him feel bad because he's no longer Boban's best friend. Uh, ben Simmons <laughs> literally couldn't put a fish back into water. And that is the utmost representation of his three point shot, which I sent to my Philadelphia friend, Ty. Um, <laughs> I love it, man. Now, the downside to it, obviously, is that there was a tweet that went viral. And I don't think you I don't know if you saw this or not of a girl who said, wow, I just got invited to the bubble, and the tweet blew up. And I, f- I forget who sent it, but someone tweeted at Donovan Mitchell, an NBA player, and said, bro, you wild. And basically, an NBA player invited her to go to the bubble, and it blew up so much that she thought she had to block the NBA player, and like the NBA player basically kind of got in trouble because of inviting people. Um, and that's the humorous side, but the non-humorous side is that Russell Westbrook just you know, tested positive for COVID-19. It, yeah. it, it, man, it's almost like Taylor Rooks from Bleacher Report um, put out that basically she had to quarantine for eight days because one of the media's staff members might have had it. And so she just in her room. And I don't understand how they are going to play this entire tournament without players getting it. Oh, no, I, I think I saw something before we started recording that I believe of all the samples that uh, the NBA has so far done, two players that have arrived in Orlando. Because also remember, I don't think Westbrook has arrived in Orlando yet. So. No. Yeah, so that's definitely one of the good things right there. But of all the players that have been tested so far, I believe only two have come back positive. So at least that's good by the fact that there's not many coming into the bubble that already have it. So that maybe means that you can contain it even better than you should right there. And obviously, if those two players are quarantining to the fullest degree right there, then that's the best thing possible. I was laughing my ass off earlier when I saw apparently apparently there was some tweet that got sent out where the King's Center was so fed up with the food that he was being offered that he went across Disney World outside the bubble to get other food. And now he has to quarantine for 10 days. Yep. <laughs> Oh, that was so funny. <laughs> now, I do. I, I got a question for you. Did you. And the food that they had there? Did I see the food they had there? Like, people, people post, like, NBA players posted pictures. I, I saw, yeah, like, Joel Embiid, like, posted the, the spread that he got, like, from it. And honestly, okay, and, I, and okay. I looked at it and I'm like, I don't know what the hell he's complaining about. Like, that, that looks great to me. It, to me and you, that's like a, a day in the park. You cannot convince me that LeBron James does not have the chef there. Man. You can't. There is I, no way, Greg. Well, first off, here's the other thing. I don't know if he's actually arrived yet. But also, the other thing, too, you got to remember that I'm pretty sure that the way that they have divided up the bubble is that of three hotels that the teams are going to be split across. And the nicer the hotel, the better the record the player has or the, the team has. So, like, teams that are more than likely going to make the playoffs supposedly are in this very luxurious hotel. So, oh, that's so I'm petty. assuming that more than likely they have a better spread than probably the teams that are fighting for the You just – you cannot convince me that LeBron James – did not bring a chef with him or, or his own personal bar. I don't know. I, I'm not calling LeBron a diva or petty. I'm, I'm calling LeBron an absolute creature of 
his own uh, system and nature oh, and habits. No, no. Yes. And LeBron is the peak athlete. I just you, there is not a single thought going through my brain other than LeBron is not eating that shit. Yeah, I find it very hard because this this dude like is definitely someone who's on a plant based diet and he's very very he watches everything that he consumes to be in tip top shape. So yeah, I completely agree with you there. I I don't know, man. Like that's gonna be really hard to kind of get past through the bubble because i even read that i think some hotels like they do have barbers already there for them to be able to do what they want but yep. yeah i do oh what a gig that yeah. would be huh? <laughs> but yeah like i do i would probably go with the argument too that if you are a high profile player you can probably have some more wiggle room in who you can bring but then again but then again Man, that's yeah. the other problem too is that teams are only allowed to bring x number of personnel so I don't know how you can get your own personal chef or your own personal barber there unless it's like a special waiver or like some other shit too. But like, yeah, that's, that's an interesting take on that. Yeah. You just can't convince me that, uh, that LeBron doesn't have his own chef there. (laughs) It's just one of those things that like, I understand it and yeah, he's a rule follower and he's this and that. You just can't sit me down and convince Mm -hmm. me, man. Yeah. I, I completely get it, man. I mean, shit, if I was LeBron, I wouldn't have, I would have my own fucking chef. Are you kidding me? <laughs> or at least have that, I'd have my chef prepare me like 72 meals to put in my fridge. Yeah, no. Oh, I would totally go with the latter. I mean, I would assume that the chef would probably make like everything portion out for him to be able to go and then probably ship it to him. I would bet. If you could, if you could bring one person that completes a task that you can't do for yourself to the bubble, who would oh, you bring? bring a chef. Like a, bring a, a chef. Easy. Well, you bring a chef as the yeah. one. Okay. By you. I probably would make it. Uh, so chef's the big one. Barber's a big one. I don't, there's not many uh, like hype man. D, I'd bring a DJ maybe, but not <laughs> over this guy. I would 100% bring a photographer of my own choosing of my own one person that's going to do video and I make my own documentary. Just have Cody be like your personal. Uh, it would be Cody, yes. Who actually just called me? I hung up on. <laughs> oh, perfect timing, right there. Yeah, that literally, that's the creepiest thing I've ever been a part of. Yeah, I think first off, I think also, bringing your own barber is ridiculous because you're you're telling me that you can't go a couple months without a haircut. Give me a break. Um. Yeah. So I, for the first time, like I told you this. I finally started going back to my legitimate barber who is very yes. expensive, but is the yeah. best barber I've ever seen. And I don't think I'm going to, cont- I've been doing once a month, which I am curious to see if the world goes back to normal tomorrow. If I would able to, if I would be able to maintain once a month, because right now I do my hair maybe once every two weeks. Like, you know what I mean? Like I wear hats everywhere normally anyways, but like maybe if I'm, going to grab a beer at like a buddy's house or something. I'll actually wear my hair, but like, ah, whatever. But I know how I want it. I know how I like it. I got some extra money. If the world was normal again, I I think it would be too long or something, or I would blow my money on beer again, which I do anyways. Right. But it's like now, but now because you have income that at least saved up. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. I don't know. I'm just excited for the NBA to start playing, man. And, I don't believe that, like, have you seen the courts? 
the individual courts for each team? It's like they're all in the same complex next to each other, I'm pretty sure, aren't they? Yeah, so two thoughts on that. One, I hope that's not where we're going to be playing. Two, it doesn't really feel like social distancing, which was well, a, a bet- concept that I was thought of instantly. I bet you they probably have like specific practice times, though. Yeah. Because I That's think fair. it's you, just like, you, are you not able to go shoot around if it's not your practice time? I wonder. That I don't know. That's and, and I'm sure there's a, and they probably test all the players each day. And there's probably a million things that well, you and I, I don't know as consumers, but. Yeah. And, and I'm assuming like the way that it's set up to, they have the different courts set up that way is so like they can control who is on each court at each time. So then that way, when off and the team's on, they can essentially disinfect that court. Yeah. That's probably kind of like their mindset, which I bet. Yeah, I could see that. That's a good point. Oh, well, I'm just excited for basketball to be back. I mean, I feel like I haven't watched a basketball game in forever. And, and honestly, I didn't watch too much basketball at this season. I was watching the night they played the last game, and that was one of the scariest nights of my life because you didn't know what was happening. You're just like literally they, the Utah Jazz, it, they were just told to get off. And then thank God the Dallas Mavericks were able to play the rest of their game. But, um, I'm just happy that the world didn't die that day, as we all kind of thought it was going to be, and that basketball is basically back. Yeah, I mean, playoff basketball is a lot of fun and a lot of entertaining. That's definitely when I get into watching it constantly with it. So the fact that we're kind of going to get it now is very, very exciting. It sucks we're not going to have the fan bases around and the home court advantage to do it, but it's better than nothing. Yeah, that's I'll take. And honestly, I'll be excited that there's all – assume – all the other teams are going to be in the stands because I would find, I would be hard pressed to be a team that lost early to see them go home. Cause I mean, what else are you going to do right now? I, I would right. stay in the bubble as long as I can, man. Yeah. I mean, Jordan Dome 2.0. Too- oh man. This is like, Dome, <laughs> like this is like Jordan Dome times a hundred. <laughs> yeah. Close. Can't wait for the 30, 30 about this one, man. Oh, this is going to be great. I can't wait Indeed. either. Agreed. All right. Let's shut it down, Greg. We have uh, just your basic average run-of-the-mill show this week on Thursday, which I'm excited about because I will have to shotgun two beers. The ranking continues mm-hmm. as Marvel versus DC matchup, in which I'm still upset I wasn't able to talk because, as we discussed pre-show, that's all I can do. Yeah, that really was kind of a weird kind of setup. That we had <laughs> I, I was angry with some of the pairings that he put together because I don't understand what so, the hell he was doing. Here were my first questions. One – the Hulk is like completely unkillable, right? It's uh, a good question. I'm actually not sure. Because I know there's times where like Bruce Banner tried to kill himself and he shoots the bullet and the Hulk, all this. I think that kind of a cheat code in there. There was other ones which like, I forget who the Flash was up against, but I was like, why is that not the other fast guy? I mean, it makes for a good what? conversation, but I was curious at that. Like, Joker and Spider-Man made no sense to me. It has to be Spider-Man, right? It has to be, but it still made zero sense to me. Like, why he would pair that up right there. I personally think... Oh, good. I think he had Flash and Black Panther. Yeah, okay, never mind. I do like that one now that you said it, because when I first heard it, I was confused. The reason I like it... No, was it it Black Panther? I think it was, yes. All right, we'll figure it out because I, I haven't looked because I'm told not to talk about it. Mm. But you're right. The Spider-Man Joker one, like, I, 
I consider Batman the most human ever. Yes. And that's because he's the world's greatest detective. And I don't think enough people understand that, yes, he's a superhero, but he is the world's greatest detective. That is what he always was pained as. And I think his whole thing with the Joker would have ended very quickly with Spider-Man because Spider-Man can just shoot his web around the Joker. Well, that seems Batman also has the Batarang. Tell me that the Batarang and Spider-Man's web are the same thing, Greg. Come on now. Very valid point. Yes, I understand. Like like Spider-Man is fucking Spider-Man. Yeah, Spider-Man could easily just trap him and then save him for the cops, for all we know. But I'd be intrigued it just, about the psych- I'd be intrigued about the psychological aspect on it because that's how the Joker essentially like. True, but Spider-Man is way faster than Batman. He gets yes. around way faster, even though Batman has cars and planes because he is a spider. He never really has this internal thing: should I kill him or not? Spider-Man just always captures. It seems at this point in Spider-Man's. Yeah chronological career and at the same time like yes the joker just likes chaos and all this stuff and maybe isn't exactly even though he kind of is nowadays um Mm -hmm. obviously a little bit in new york i don't know i just it it felt extremely one-sided because as much as i love the joker i think the joker wouldn't work with any other superhero sometimes i think he gets buffed in like comic books and tv shows and shit because i don't think the joker works with any other superhero because there's no other superhero that's truly kind of brain-powered like Batman. No, I can sense. I can agree with that. Yes. Uh I look at it from they're perfect together because of the fact that Batman is able to use his brain to essentially be a hero and the and essentially the best thing for your arch enemy is to be the opposite of you. And what better way to be the opposite than someone who's completely insane? Yeah. Exactly. And then it's, it's, you know, whatever. All right. We'll get into that on Thursday, guys, tonight, which obviously is last night to people checking out the podcast. We got Idiot Hour. Um, a lot of stuff coming your way this week. Josh is going for pizza this week, to be honest with you. Though. But we have Hodo dropping, and uh, soon we'll be switching to Twitch. And that means the arrival of the once a month show, Dungeons and Douchebags, is back, which I'm excited about. Uh, I watched. Like um, are you in that group chat? Did you see I sent everyone the the um, what's that show called? The Twitch channel that does a bunch of it. Oh, roll um, out. no, it was another one. Oh, Critical Role. Critical Role. Thank you, dude. I was howling. Yeah, howling. I, I, I've never watched it on Twitch, but I've seen like highlights of it on YouTube and stuff. And yeah, it's it's very funny. Oh, dude, they were so good, and they're all mm-hmm. super in character. And the guy that was the dungeon master was doing like three different people with a fire and like. Oh, there was. I was blown away. I was like, "That sounds like the most fun thing I've ever seen." Oh yeah, they, they go hardcore on that stuff, man. So like, yeah, I give them a ton of credit. <laughs> and it's even the little things. Like at one point, the guy like they had to make a sacrifice of an item, and the dungeon master was like, "Do you want to empty your bag?" And she was like, "I don't, because then you'll see all of my things." And I'm like, "Shit, I wouldn't even thought of that. I would have <laughs> said Derek empties his bag. Like that's incredible." So super excited to get back into the, the role of things with that show. Yep, absolutely. Can't wait that. Before we have for today, shout out to Patty Mahomes for being the first 99 of the new. <laughs> the 99 Club. Yes, sir. Dude, the introduction was great. Did you see the video of Travis Kelsey giving him the 99 Club stuff? No, I have to watch that. I'll watch that before 88 hours tonight. Oh, it was great. I'll check that out now. He deserves it. 
Yeah, can't wait to see who else joins them for this uh, run. I'm assuming I, – I got to assume Lamar Jackson. And, uh, I would assume Aaron Donald's still up there. Bobby I feel Wagner. like uh, – I wouldn't be surprised because he was in it last year, but normally – I don't know. I, I wouldn't be surprised is how I'll word it. I think he could easily be yep. in there. Yeah. I Christian McCaffrey. Oh, CMC could be a, probably be a 99 this year. <laughs> he should at least be a 97. But, mm-hmm. hey, ladies and gentlemen – we will uh, stop geeking out and uh, release that information when it comes to us. So we will catch you guys Thursday on Facebook. We are going down. We only have three episodes left on Facebook before we switch to Twitch. So make sure you tune in, but we will catch you guys next time. See ya. Hey, no, no, no.